All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 8, Episode 34 of the DFO Fantasy Podcast, presented to you by our friends at Betway. I'm your host, Brock Segan. we got Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs Bondi with us. We are an online edition of the DFO Fantasy Podcast today. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, just wanted to uh, make sure I keep the boys healthy, so D., How's uh, how's online D doing? Uh, doing good, man. Just happy to be here. Grateful for the opportunity and uh, thankful to Betway for making this possible. And Beebs, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm also a little under the weather, so it must be something going around the office, uh, even though me and Brock <laughs> work remotely. But yeah, it's definitely something going around the office then. Boys are feeling sniffled. But uh, no, I'm uh, I'm just sweating a bit because I'm still not fully confident Colorado's going to you know, get in the playoffs. So uh you know, no, they are, but um, every every day I worry. So until until I see an X next to that team, I am going to be sweating. Speaking of playoffs, it is the playoffs. start of the fantasy hockey playoffs uh, this week for some leagues. Most leagues don't start until next week. Yeah. Um, I was in an absolute barber in one of my leagues last week. It was first place against second place. Winner got locked down the bye. Just absolutely torched uh, torched my buddy, one of my good buddies, and. Locked down the bye. I was pretty fired up about that. But uh, you guys, you guys headed to the playoffs on a high or what? I uh, I just squeezed in in a league. We had one league uh, that Dean and I participate in. It's a keeper league. He's rebuilding this year. He's done a pretty incredible rebuild. It's it sucks watching someone do a rebuild well in a league where you're trying, um, but he's doing it very well. Has 
ton of draft picks. Um, and then I am within two points of first, but I'm also within two points of falling out of the playoffs. So that just shows how tight our league is. Um, but then me and Dean are in another league with, with some guys we went to university with, and he has taken that one from me after we fought all year, basically just crushing everyone. I actually kind of felt bad for people. Um, but he, he t- took the first place and I took second and that one does not have buys. So we both know we're going to both get knocked out in the first round to the seven and eight. <laughs> seat, how it so works. Can't how wait works. for that one to happen. Yeah. But, other, but, uh, no, feels good to make the playoffs, um, across the board. Always fun. Yeah, I'm nervous in that league, Beeps, because my tennies are just hitting the skids right now, too. But, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Dynasty League in second last place by design. Off chance I can still fall to the last place and get the top Bedard odds uh, heading into the draft. But otherwise, um, in first place in the two other leagues. So can't complain. Got some playoff hockey to look forward to. If Pretty wild. Our first... league... I was going to say our league's actually having a fail for Bedard in our league uh, <laughs> with, the, with the ones who aren't in because everyone else has the draft picks of everyone kind of on the fringe. So there's guys like who are more invested in playoff ma- or in matchups this week that don't involve them whatsoever just because it might give them a higher chance to get Bedard. So, uh, yeah, but I'll let you off there, Brock. No, I was just to say, if uh, anybody else is in the playoff push right now, uh, last week I think we did our best to help you make that playoff push. The weekend streamers went absolutely nuts. So did our uh, just our, our pickups at the end. I mean, Barrett Hayton had an absolutely insane week. Uh, he's gone up since last week's episode from, I believe, 7 to 24% rostered. I saw somebody on the DFO uh, community talk about how Barrett Hayton is the number one ranked fantasy player in his league for the last two weeks, which I think is crazy. I'm not sure what the rules are there, but number one ranked player is pretty hilarious. So, uh, yeah, Jakob Vrana, we talked about him being like, I think, 6% owned. He's got four goals, I think, in four games, uh, mm-hmm. his last four games. So a, a lot of good coming from last week's episode and hopefully uh, more promising stuff this week. So just to give you guys an idea of what we're doing on today's show, as always, we're going to get things kicked off uh, with these weekend streamers. Going to have him take a look at Friday, Sunday, and, and pick the players that fit best in your lineup for this weekend. And then what we're going to do in the second half of the show is just take a look at next week. I, If you follow me on Twitter, if you follow dailyfaceoff.com, uh, every week I release a weekly strength of schedule, give you the top uh, streaming targets for that week. What I've done this week is just put that together for today's episode. We're going to break down the strength of schedule, break down who the top streaming options are for next weekend so you can get ahead of the curve, make these pickups. Maybe you've got to buy uh, this week or or you, um, you know, have first place locked up or second place locked up and you're looking to to make that playoff uh, first round advancement next week. We'll give you uh, the best players to target, best teams to target on the waiver wire for streaming targets. So let's get things out of the way. Let's get this weekend out of the way before we focus on next week. D, lots of streaming targets for this weekend, tons of games this weekend. Who do you got your eyes on? All right, so we got four games on Friday, 15 on Saturday, and then seven on Sunday. So like you said, a busy weekend. Uh, As always, we're going to be looking at the teams that are playing on Friday and Sunday to get you guys as many games into your lineup as possible while using the fewest matchup acquisitions. And we do have five teams that are going Friday, Sunday. So let's go through the top streaming target each team has to offer here. We could be a little bit more selective than usual with so many teams uh, giving us the friendly streaming schedule, which is nice. We have Anaheim kicking it off versus the Blue Jackets at home Friday and then hosting the Canucks Sunday. Not usually the best team to target, but a pretty cushy schedule this week. Uh, And their top two targets, which I mentioned last week, are definitely worth going out after again this week. Um, Same thing as last weekend. Mason McDavid, center left wing, uh, 21% owned. And Cam Fowler, obviously defenseman at 22% owned. 
really the only two widely available options that we want to consider on the Ducks. McTavish's upside uh, this year, it seems, always going to be cast by that second line role, but he did flash what he could offer last weekend when he popped two goals past the Predators on Sunday. So hopefully that helped swing your matchup for you. Uh, and he's a great bet to find the score sheet at least once this weekend, as is Fowler. If you can only fit a D-man in your lineup Sunday, which is possible with the seven-game slate, Fowler is one of the best bets that you'll be able to find on the wire. Much more likely to help you out with assists rather than goals, but he is red hot of late. He's got two goals, 14 assists in his last 16 games, uh, playing just over 23 and a half minutes a night uh, during that time. So two great targets to go after in Anaheim this weekend. Uh, and then we got the Sabres. They are in Philadelphia on Friday before hosting the Bruins on Sunday. So obviously that Sunday matchup with the Bruins a little bit scary. It's got me hesitating here. Uh, but if you're in deeper leagues or your wire is thin on options, I think you can look to the Sabres second line this weekend and take a roll of the dice either on Jack Quinn, left wing, right wing, eligible, 8% owned, or JJ Paterka, also left wing, right wing, 2% owned. They're both skating on the second power play unit and the second line at 5v5 alongside Cousins. Uh, Paterka in particular, probably the one to look at right now. He's been hot of late, got a goal and four assists in his last four games. So uh, not the most upside there, but like I said, a couple of fine options in deeper leagues in Quinn. And Turka. Like, yeah, we don't we don't love it, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh Columbus in Anaheim on Friday, as we said, and then they're in Vegas on Sunday. Boone Jenner, 37% owned if available. One of the top options this weekend. Top line and power play unit alongside Goudreau. He's up to 22 goals and 17 assists in 55 games this season. Uh, and can definitely help you pad your shots and hit totals as well if that's what you're after. Uh, and then we got a couple deeper targets here too. Uh, line A currently skated on the second line with Jack Roslovich, center eligible, 4% owned, and Kirill Marchenko, right wing, 2% owned. We talked about Marchenko a little bit this year, uh, more so in kind of the keeper dynasty formats, but um, definitely want to keep in mind here. I think if you're chasing points, Roslovich is the better option. He's got seven goals and 29 assists in 63 games uh, and definitely liable to get you an apple this weekend. But if you're chasing goals, I, I would go with Marchenko. Like we said, uh, Rozovic, just seven goals on the year. Marchenko, just two assists in 43 games, but he is up to 16 goals on the season. Definitely what we would call a shoot-first player. I think you could maybe throw Emil Bemstrom in there too if you um, if the lines are still looking the same as they do today. Uh, Bemstrom's been skating on that top line with Boone Jenner and Johnny Gaudreau, and we've seen him in the past be a guy that really likes to get pucks on net, shoots quite a bit. Uh, in his first two games on that top line, he's played uh, just over 60 minutes per game, and he's got six shots on goal. So a guy that will definitely get some pucks on net for you. Um, it, again, if he's skating on that top line with Jenner and Gaudreau, I think he would be kind of in that same boat as Marchenko because um, that's really the line that you probably want to target most. Fair play. Uh, and then moving on, we got the Blues there in Washington on Friday uh, before hosting the Jets on Sunday. Most of the Blues top six, well above the 50% mark. Uh, in shallower leagues, Braden Shen, 56%, and Robert Thomas at 62% are some pretty obvious options. But in standard leagues, it's really Jakob Rahner or bust here. Um, I, I'd obviously look elsewhere if he's not available. There's not a whole lot of other options I love here on the Blues below Rana's mark of 21% owned. But there is a, still a good chance that he's out there, as I said, at 21%. Uh, we talked about this guy last week. We've already mentioned it. Uh, as someone with potential long-term value the rest of the season. And all he's done to back us up is score four goals in his last four games, currently skating on the Buchnevich lineup, 5v5, and the top power play unit. Uh, so certainly pick him up this weekend. And as we'll talk about in a little bit, the Blues also have one of the top streaming schedules heading into next week. So uh, this is a great way to not only get some extra games in your lineup this weekend, but also uh, add, some, add some upside to your lineup next week. 
And then finally, we have the Capitals. They're hosting the Blues on Friday before traveling to Minnesota on Sunday. So much turnover in the Capitals top six right now. I, I don't love much of the options here. We got TJ Oshie uh, for shallower leagues at 40%. But otherwise, I'd say you could take a flyer on Nick Backstrom if you need assists or power play points. But obviously, no real goal scoring upside there. Uh, in deeper leagues, or again, simply if you can only fit a D-man into your lineup on Sunday, I actually think Trevor Van Riemsdyk is worth a look at 10% owned. Sandine has uh, soared above the ownership mark. I think he's almost up to 60%. So if he is there, of course, you should be grabbing Rasmus Sandine at this point with all the ice time and the usage that he's getting. But uh, in terms of ice time and usage, TVR not far behind. In points or extended categories leagues, he can provide some guaranteed value because, uh, simply put, he's just seen a ton of ice right now. He's averaging just under 24 minutes a night since the Gustav, oh, sorry, Gustafson Orlov trades uh, opened up some big minutes on the Capitals' blue line. He's racked up a goal and five assists in those seven games while registering 23 shots on goal. So offering about as much value as a fantasy defenseman possibly could without being on the top power play unit. So Trevor Van Dream's like 10% owned, definitely worth the mention here. So all in all, uh, if we had to rank through them all, I would have Rana in the top spot, followed by Boone Jenner if available. And then I would actually go to Anaheim with Fowler and McTavish. I think that schedule is really nice for them. And uh, we saw the upside that they can offer uh, last weekend and what they can do for you. Then I would go to Backstrom and TVR before the deeper league targets. We talked about a mix of Rozovich, Marchenko, Quinn, Paterka, Bemstrom. Yeah, I think it's interesting, obviously, seeing the Ducks near the top, um, you know, the schedule is really good. I don't know if anybody really realizes that they've definitely played uh, a lot better as of late. They've been scoring three, four goals pretty much every single night, which is not something we saw from them early in the season. Uh, you know, you see players like Segrist make outrageous plays again last night. They still have some talent. McTavish is playing really well. And we talked about McTavish a lot the last few weeks. And obviously we really like that. He's been the guy that's been tied uh, to Troy Terry's hip and and they've been really just re, you know reliant on, on him with Terry and Strom with Zegris and it's been working pretty well the offense has been humming along so yeah McTavish continues to make a lot of sense and then for Verona I mean it's just as a Red Wings fan you just hate to see this but like it just it was so obvious that this was going to happen he all he's done is score goals in his career and he goes to St. Louis and you know it was quiet his first game but he's been just just awesome getting pucks on net 13 shots in his last four games. I mean, it's just, it's exactly what you're looking for in a streaming target. It's exactly what you're looking for. If you need just a little infusion of goals and shot production and, you know, in the playoffs, he's an absolutely perfect addition. And, um, you know, with, with them kind of rolling out seemingly a skeleton like roster after the trade deadline is really opened up big minutes, like 16 minutes a night for Verona and uh, somebody like Kasperi Kapanen coming in off the waiver wire. So, yeah, Verona looks absolutely outstanding, and it's definitely somebody that if we weren't going to talk about him in this part of the show, we were certainly going to talk about him as a target for next week. So I agree, adding him now, get this weekend's games in, cash in on that, and then you've already got him on your line on your roster for next week. You don't have to worry about wasting an ad there either. So he's love, looking like he love is Verona. the shooting option too on that power play one. Uh, I know, I know. Yesterday in DNI's league, after that second goal was scored, I went and just grabbed him right away. But I, uh, it, it's super nice to know. That you're that I'm going to have him for this weekend and next week, like you said. Also, another shout out to uh, Ivan Barbashev. He was another suggested body that's been kind of crushing it uh, from last week's episode. Yeah, Barbashev Maybe. looks pretty solid on that top line uh, with Eichel and Marcia. So he was also bumped up to the top power play unit uh, recently as well. So love to see that. I don't know. Uh, obviously, we don't have uh, you know 
this is not live and people are going to be catching up on this, but I don't know. Have you guys just checked in on this Montreal, Florida game tonight? As we yeah. currently sit here, it is nine it's to five nuts. in the third period. Absolutely bonkers. Mack and Chuck, another four points tonight. Uh, just an outrageous game going on right now. The first um, time I checked the score, like at about 20 past seven, it was uh six, three, I think. So yeah, yes. they scored, they scored, I that mean, well, Montreal scored three in. goals on their first three shots. <laughs> uh, and Bob has remained in the game, which is just outrageous. The, the, the craziest thing was he allowed three goals on three shots and had a two goal lead like six minutes into the game. It's like, how is this possible? Yeah. But uh, can you get a fantasy win and have a below 800 save percentage? Yeah. Not something, not something that you see all that frequently, but uh, all right, let's take a look ahead at the strength of schedule. Nope. We still oh, have to talk about oh, yeah, goalies. goalies this weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. So getting into them, we got boys. nine more back to backs this weekend to go over. So obviously not going to rip through all of those uh, and not as many options as you would think coming out of that. A lot of, uh, lesser teams that we really don't like targeting and then uh, some of the best uh, matchups coming up this weekend in terms of back-to-backs belong to the wild the bruins so obviously you're not going to find the likes of gustus and flurry swayman allmark on the wire so i will go through uh, my top three goalie spot starts this weekend though coming in at number three we got piotr kachetkov 27 percent owned uh some obvious long-term value here but the short-term value uh, depends on how carolina sorts out their goalie starts this weekend the canes are in toronto on friday before traveling to Philadelphia on Saturday. Obviously a pretty big swing there in terms of the potential matchup. Still up in the air in terms of who gets what game, but you would think Brindamore would lean towards letting Freddie Anderson face his former team on Friday, which should leave Kachekov to pick up a pretty free win against the Flyers on Saturday. Really the only reason he's not higher is the busy 15-game slate and the uncertainty around which game he's actually going to start. But if he does get the Flyers on Saturday, Kachekov will be one of, if not the most likely goalie to win on the entire slate. Uh, and then kind of in that same vein, we do have Brian Elliott checking in again, seemingly as he always does at number two here, uh, still just 6% owned, can really just rinse and repeat what I said here last week. The Lightning have the halves on Saturday, the Devils on Sunday. The Lightning routinely opt to play the backup in the easier of the two games in a back-to-back, regardless if it's the first or the second game. We saw that last weekend as predicted here in the streaming segment when Elliott faced off against the Hawks on Saturday. He stopped 22 of 23 for the win. Uh, and Vasilevsky got the Jets on Sunday. So we're expecting the same thing to happen this weekend, which should result in a pretty free win for the Bolts. Uh, again, that's going to be against the Habs on Saturday because Vasilevsky should get the tail end uh, against the Devils on Sunday. So really, only reason he isn't ranked higher uh, is because the start will come on Saturday's busy 15-game slate. Uh, but again, similar to Kachekov, Elliott will be one of the top starts of the night uh, if he does go against the Habs on Saturday. And then finally, in our number one spot, coming in at 7% owned, is Yaroslav Halak, a favorite of the segment this year. Uh, The Rangers are at home to the Penguins on Saturday before hosting the Predators on Sunday. Uh, Projected matchup, maybe not as strong as Kachekov versus the Flyers, obviously, or Elliott versus the Habs, but the key here is that Halak should get the nod on the much quieter Sunday slate. Uh, And in looking at all the back-to-backs, he looks like the only backup that will be slotting into a game on Sunday in which his team will be the favorite which means you can expect to see his ownership skyrocket Sunday morning when people realize that they need a goalie start to help seal their week or better yet, help punch a ticket into the playoffs. So get out in front of this one if you can. Like we always say, if you got a uh, bottom of the roster guy on your bench Saturday that isn't playing Sunday, don't be afraid to make that transaction a day or two early because uh, like I said, Halak will become a very valuable asset on Sunday morning. Yeah, Halak been really solid pretty much all season after a shaky start. Obviously, you know, shook the cobwebs off a little bit there, and he's Can't been lose. he's been very very solid uh, after. I think he started the season. What would you say? Owen six his first six outings, uh, yeah. eight three and two with a nine yeah. ten save percentage in his last four 
uh, 14 games. So definitely been a reliable spot start pretty much all season, save for October. Uh, Brian Elliott, you, you basically know what you're getting with him at this point. If you start him, he's going to give up three goals, but he's probably going to get you the win. That's just what Brian Elliott does. And Kachekov, need, you know, we don't need to say too much more about him. So absolutely love it. D absolutely coming in swing and crushing the weekend streamers. So I got a little bit ahead of myself. D, I do apologize. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just get so excited to talk because it's, that's the, definitely the weekend streamers is the longest I go on one of these episodes without talking. So I get a little uh, trigger happy and want to get in there, but thank you very much as always for the weekend streamers. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's get into the, I believe it's week 23, playoff week one streaming targets. But let's start with the strength of schedule. So next week, the Detroit Red Wings have the easiest schedule overall based on the daily faceoff strength of schedule. Uh, They have four games. They play the Panthers, the Blues twice, and then the Flyers once. So obviously... Tremendous matchups there. Uh, the flaw or the the Panthers, even though they might be the best team on uh, on that, you know, of the Red Wings opponents, they are also horrendous defensively, as evidenced by the amount of goals they have given up to the Montreal Canadiens this evening. The problem with the Detroit Red Wings is next week they only have one game on light nights. Uh, so just to give you an idea, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday are the typical light nights, and that's exactly how next week will work as well. But the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday are more busy than maybe ever uh, about as busy as they can be next week. So you definitely want to put an emphasis on these light nights, because if you're picking up guys that are playing um, on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you're basically going to have zero chance to get them into your lineup. Uh, Tuesday, 13 games, Thursday, 12 games and Saturday, 15 games. So your lineups are going to be loaded. There's really no reason to pick players up that are playing on these nights. So the way that I think that you're going to want to target this is number one, the Colorado Avalanche. Not only do they have the second easiest schedule, they play on all of the light nights. Monday against the Blackhawks, Wednesday against the Penguins, Friday against the Coyotes, and Sunday against the Coyotes again in Arizona. So 
Obviously, the Ooh. Colorado Avalanche are by far and away the number one target for next week. The other way you can approach things, depending on your, your pickup limits and stuff, is to try to target some teams that have uh, two games on light nights, and maybe you pick up guys that have a Monday-Wednesday schedule early in the week and then shift your focus on teams uh, with with uh, Friday-Sunday schedules towards the weekend. So again, it all depends on how many pickups you have at your disposal. Uh, you, you want to try to maximize the games played, and obviously your, your lineups are going to be loaded Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So uh, just to give you an idea, teams that play on that Monday-Wednesday are the Colorado Avalanche, obviously, but then you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, and that is it. So uh, those would be kind of the, the number two teams that you'd be looking to target after the Colorado Avalanche and then trying to shift your focus to guys that have that Friday-Sunday schedule. The Friday-Sunday schedule teams with that schedule are the Colorado Avalanche, obviously, and the Arizona Coyotes, and that is it. Uh, unfortunately for the Coyotes, they play the Avalanche in both of their Friday <laughs> or yeah their Friday Sunday matchups. So realistically, and your the options, Avs need points, so they're yes. not going to be playing. They're no, but they're like like JJ, like they are tonight in that. Uh, well, definitely Still not without, with, without any back to backs. Uh, they're certainly not going to be giving Jonas Johansson any start. But your options are pretty limited. So let's obviously start with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, because, yeah, like the Detroit Red Wings, you know, as easy as that schedule is, there's just no reason to be picking up any Red Wings at this point in time to play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So let's talk about the Colorado Avalanche. Basically, your only options are. <laughs> Unless he comes back, which he's not going to, Arturi Lekkinen, if he makes a surprise return, not going to happen. No, Your only no. options really are Evan Rodriguez, who's currently 24% owned, but he's playing on the top line with Nico Renton and Nathan McKinnon. That is the number one option far and away. You can't get any better than that. The second Triple option position would be eligibility too on exactly. uh, Rodriguez. Not that you need it, but uh, it might work out, say, if he sticks in that line, it works, and you need him in future weeks on a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday type deal. Absolutely. And Arturi, or sorry, and uh, JT Confer would be the next guy on the list. 38% owned, uh, still on that top power play unit, sitting on the second line uh, without Miko Rantanen, which is a bit of a bummer, but uh, he would be the next best. And then in deeper leagues at the moment, Dennis Mulligan would have to be the, the next best guy, I suppose. Um, he's skating on the second line with Arturi Lekin and out. He played just 11-28 in his first game on that line on uh, Wednesday had just one shot on goal. So I'm not really in love with that. But again, this is the team that you want to target. If you're going to miss out on Rodriguez and you're going to miss out on JT Comfer, then you're going to want to try to maybe get Malgan in your lineup. Maybe you'd look to target a defenseman, perhaps. Get a Bowen Byram in there. Uh, get a Samuel Gerrard in there. Gerrard's only 29% on. So there's, yeah, Gerrard 29%. There's room for it. Byram up to 63%. So Gerrard would really be your only option. At Gerrard the also has a point per game in his last eight games so that's not bad yeah and, and they are currently running three defensemen on their second power play unit him being one of them so he does see some power play time he's shown to have some offensive pop he's shown to have some shots on goal but Biebs, you're a resident avalanche fan would you rank these guys the same way i've got them now you know rodriguez comfort maybe gerard and then uh malgan 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much spot on. Uh, def- definitely Gerard above Mulligan. Uh, we we can agree on that. And then Rodriguez is a clear cut number one here. He's actually going to be probably the number one pickup of the week, in my opinion, one of them. We saw how much a role player, not to call him that, but a role player like Arteri Lekkinen could excel in, in this role. And that's really just what Evan Rodriguez is going to be doing, taking that next step forward. Um, and we've seen him do it earlier in the year. There was a time this year where I was popping off about him as much as I was popping out off about a certain player on Arizona whose name I'm not going to say, um, Nick Schmaltz. So uh, it, it, Evan Rodriguez is just one of those players you love to watch. He shoots a lot, and that works out well when he's on a team like this. So I think he's definitely the number one. Brock, you nailed it. I'm pretty sure you're our new certified Colorado fan, and uh, I was about to say I'm going to go for Detroit, but that's just not happening. So, yeah. No, spot on. <laughs> Get Evan Rodriguez. D, anything to add here on these avalanche? Uh, no, not really. I would, I would personally just lean Comfer a little bit more. Um, I tend to go his way in DFS, even if he is on the second line, he just plays so much. Uh, even just going he back does. his last 13 games, over 20 minutes a night, 30 shots in those 13 games, 11 points. So, um, certainly Rodriguez, I, I think they offer similar upside, but in terms of a floor, especially if you're in shots or banger leagues, I just like Comfer uh, a little bit more, but I, I think either of those, uh, are solid, uh, prizes to go out and get this weekend. And I, I would also agree that I'd rather go, uh, Sammy Gerard on the back end before Dennis Malgin. Yeah, and Malgin's um, spot in the lineup is certainly far from secure as well, right? So you don't want to be yeah. wasting your ad on a guy that might only end up playing nine minutes in you know these four games. Really doesn't offer you a whole lot of help. So again, after that, you really are are scraping the bottom of the barrel here, and I think your best next or your next best option is to go uh, with the Monday. Wednesday stack early in the week and then the Friday Sunday stack later in the week. So uh, again, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Edmonton Oilers are the two teams that you can target early in the week. So we'll start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, They are a team that's pretty high owned across the board. uh, But right now, Brian Rust, 46% owned would be probably the top option skating on the top line with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel, Jason Zucker. We talked about him quite a bit last week as well. His shot volume is absolutely through the roof right now, playing 16, 17, 18 minutes a night uh, on a line with Evgeny Malkin. Neither one of those guys touches the top power play unit, but both offer pretty safe floors. But again, 46 and 43% owned respectively. And that's, that's pretty much it. Like there's not like Mikel Granlin, maybe, at 10%, but he doesn't really shoot a lot. He's playing more of a defensive posture on the third line, not really seeing much power play usage either. So I think you got to look at, at Rust and and um, Zucker here as your top two choices. And if they're not available, maybe look to the Everton Oilers. D, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would agree. Maybe in deep leagues, like you could take a roll of the dice on Alex Nylander playing with Malkin right now, but yep. that's something you definitely want to double check as we get... Uh, closer to the weekend because obviously you know it's easy to imagine Ricard Raquel sliding right back up into that spot uh, alongside Malkin and Zucker but um, yeah I, I, I think Granlin is, is probably worth a shout um, just because as long as he does have Raquel on his wing I do think that's a line that can do some damage and actually Raquel just moved up with Crosby tonight so oh uh, mid-game switch nice yeah yeah because they were uh, they got two goals since sorry to no I, I mean we'll see how that change, shakes yeah. out heading into the games next week, but yeah, I, I just a situation to monitor really like a, because yeah, if, if it, the top six reverts back to Gensel, Crosby, Rust or Zucker, Malkin, Raquel, or some variation of that Zucker, Malkin, Rust, 
uh, and Gensel, Crosby, Raquel, I, I think that really just kills the streaming value of anyone not named Zuka or Rust. Obviously, the back end doesn't really offer anything here either. Um, you know, and I think it shots and hits leagues. Jeff Petrie certainly a, an option as well, but he's probably already grabbed in those sort of formats. So, um, yeah, I would probably look elsewhere or, uh, again, just kind of keep an eye on the lines and, and maybe take a punt on a guy like Alex Nylander who just finds himself in a cushy spot in the lineup and hope you can pick up uh, a secondary apple or two. Jeff Petrie also got hurt today and hasn't returned to the lineup. So Pittsburgh well, is not, that's, that's not your squad, dude. No, uh, that's all right. That's that's actually probably... That um, might help out some other guys, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, is that Marcus Pedersen could probably benefit quite nicely from that. He's been playing a lot, as is lately. He's got uh, four points in his last four heading into tonight, averaging over 21 minutes a game in that uh, span. So uh, certainly if there's a Petrie injury, Pedersen, the most likely to assume that power play role and just... Uh, some more 5v5 or 5v5 time in general. So I, I think that gives him a little bit of viability, especially if anything uh, deeper than a, you know, a 10 team league. Actually his, uh, his heater kind of even goes back even further. I, I didn't realize how, how actually impressive Marcus Pedersen has been lately. He might actually move up the streaming list for Pittsburgh players for me on this. Uh, he's, he's basically at a point per game in his last 11 games um obviously very assist heavy hasn't scored one goal or has scored only one goal during that span but i mean if we're looking at at, at thin items uh i think it's, it's a great great thing to mention that you know you might be better off going with the defenseman uh kind of like we saw with colorado if you're getting down to the nitty gritties and it's gerard or mulgan yeah i think another name that you could maybe throw in there too if we're getting really desperate here is you know if there is an injury to to jeff petrie and it's something like he was injured coming into tonight um he ended up gutting it out playing. Uh, so maybe P.O. Joseph is a guy that sees a little bit more power play time as well uh, with Jeff Petrio. Again, we're getting really desperate here. I don't want to, um, you know, I was basically ready to write Mikel Granlin off, but obviously in deeper leagues, you're going to have to uh, maybe get a little bit more desperate. Let's take a look at the Edmonton Oilers here. They might offer us a little bit uh, better targets because, again, obviously they're super top heavy, but they do have some low-owned players playing in their top six at the moment. Namely, Kyler Yamamoto, 3% owned, currently skating on the top line with Connor McDavid. The problem is, Kyler Yamamoto's been in this spot pretty much his entire career, and he's never really done a whole lot. How does lot. he do it? I think it's it, more impressive that he like, he doesn't have a point in five games skating with Connor McDavid. Yeah, he's I, only like, been on a, that line for a couple games, but still, like the the, the point still sticks. Like he's yeah. been on a line with Leon Draisaitl pretty much his entire career, um, and really never done a lot. But again, I mean, from a streaming perspective, you're looking for opportunity here. And Yamamoto, I don't think has there's a there's probably not a better uh, opportunity than skating with Connor McDavid. But yeah, points wise. There's just not a whole lot to write home about. He did have a little bit of a heater going, yeah. uh, you know, at, you know, in the middle of the season, he had 10 points across 16 games, 34 shots on goal. So he did, uh, you know, over two shots per game, which is another one of his little bugaboos doesn't shoot a ton, but again, at 3% owned skating on a line with Connor McDavid, Yamamoto has got to be uh, one of the top options here. The other yeah. name, and again, this is going to probably not matter by this time next week, so I would not rush to waste a, a pickup on him. But at the current moment, Warren Fogle is skating in the top six because Zach Hyman is out. Um, Hyman was a game-time decision tonight, didn't play. It doesn't seem overly serious, so he could be back. 
uh, by their next game and make Warren Fogle completely useless next week. But um, if Hyman's injury lingers, you know, again, we're just talking about trying to get Monday and Wednesday out of these Oilers. So if that happens, if his injury lingers a little bit, then uh, Fogel becomes a little bit more interesting. He's actually been pretty impressive, even if he ends up playing in the bottom six like he has all season. He's got 14 points, seven goals, seven assists in his last 23 games. And his shot volume is actually what's really impressive. Uh, he's got 54 shots on goal over that time. That's 2.3 shots per game while only playing 13 minutes a night. So ideally, he remains in that top six. I doubt that's going to be the case. Uh, but even if, if, if he's on the third line, I think I'd rather, uh, you know, pick him up than kind of some of the uh, dumpster diving Penguins defensemen uh, that we were just speaking about. D, anything to add on the Warren Fogles or Kyler Yamamoto's of the world before we talk about maybe some Oilers defensemen? No, I agree. I mean, Fogel's stock, at least uh, to Oilers coaching staff, definitely seems to be trending up. He scored a goal with the top power play unit tonight as well. Uh, that Ooh. game's just in the first period right now, so we'll see how that finishes. Um, and kind of what is uh, the post game report looks like in terms of his time on ice and who he was spending it with. But um, yeah, I, I think he could be a really viable option heading into next week, obviously depending on the status of Hyman. But like we talked about, Yamamoto hasn't done a whole lot with that opportunity either. So I would not be surprised if they ride uh, Fogel's little heater out in the top six either way. So I, I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Yeah, for me, I, I like these names just because uh, you mentioned they are streamers. But um, in a way, when you're looking for a streamer, you want someone who does have that pop-off potential. They both kind of have in the last you know 10 or so games. We've got a two-goal performance from Fogel, and then we have a two-goal or uh, a goal and two-assist performance from Yamamoto. If you're to get that from a streamer, you're going to go nuts, and you're going to love it. And I think that's why I kind of like these guys over some of the other Really low names because just, you know, being in that situation, they can have one of those pop-off nights. And if they have a pop-off night and then they put up a zero, your Monday, Wednesday are looking a lot better than uh, than they would have with, you know, someone who may have only gotten an assist during that time. So, yeah, I like those two names. Evan Bouchard would be interesting as well. Obviously, if he's still available in your league, he shouldn't be. I should already no. be on your roster, um, you know, being the quarterback of the Oilers' top power play unit. He's been really, really productive in that spot recently. The shot volume is good. The minutes are good. Uh, but still just 62% owned, he would definitely be somebody worth taking a look at uh, as a streamer. And then probably if you add him for next week as a streamer, you're probably carrying him for the rest of the season because you should. Um, I just, I, would, I think I like Matthias Ekholm too. Yeah, um, he's the only other one that I was looking at. He's always been a really consistent producer at 5v5 um, for a blue liner, like consistently coming in at around a 30 point per 82 game pace while putting up less than five power play points. So um, super impressive 5v5 production when you consider that was coming in Nashville. So obviously uh, much more upside just in terms of that 5v5 production playing in Edmonton with the likes of dry side on McDavid. We've seen that already uh, four points already in those first seven games. Again, uh, no power play points. You're not going to see any of that. So it certainly caps the upside, but yeah, if you're just chasing, trying to get an extra assist into your lineup next week, uh, I think Ekholm's a great option, especially in banger leagues where you can offer a little bit of extra value as well. Uh, and he's just 21% owned. So definitely out there in all formats right now. Yeah. Putting up points in Nashville is obviously uh, a tough thing to do. Um, definitely a little bit easier to come by in Edmonton. Ekholm um, has looked really good. He, he has been a perfect fit um, in on that Edmonton roster. And uh, yeah, I, I do think that he's somebody that can continue uh, to be pretty productive if you are desperate and need maybe some help on the blue line. Uh, okay, so we talked about the guys that are on the Monday, uh, Wednesday schedule. Let's talk about the teams that have the Friday, Sunday schedule. So as I mentioned, the abs, but we're not going to talk about them anymore. Yeah, we're good. 
the Arizona Coyotes are the only other team with said schedule. So there's not many options here, as you might imagine, but Barrett Hayton is clearly the number one guy, 24% owned. Uh, Nick Schmaltz is out currently. They called him out on the, whatever this means, the longer side of day-to-day, whatever that means, uh, whether eh? that means just three Sounds days. Sounds like week to week. No? Yeah, yeah it, that's kind of what I was thinking. Sounds um, like week. But if you if you get a sniff that Nick Schmaltz is going to be back in the lineup by next Friday, Sunday, which again, that's all we're looking for here. Um, I think that's there's a chance. If you're on the longer side of day-to-day, maybe it's three, four days, and he's back by next weekend. So if he's back, Schmaltz and Hayton for Friday, uh, Sunday, line up perfectly they'll be great the matchup's obviously terrible but at the very least I don't think like it matters this, right now the, to be exactly honest. the matchup doesn't yeah. matter and they've been scoring goals regardless of the matchup lately so mm-hmm. i'm not that concerned so uh yeah keep an eye on schmaltz i think i would still probably take him over hayton um if he's in the lineup but hayton's been super good uh even with schmaltz out so if you if if schmaltz is still out hayton is fine I mean, do we talk? Do we talk about Richie? We I mean, do. He's, I, absolutely, he's, we do. He's, <laughs> he's holding on there and he's playing 19 minutes. Like he's had three shots in each of the two games that he's moved up there. He had the three point night in Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, you look at some of the names we've had to talk about. Uh, the options are limited, like we said. So uh, you got a line like this where they're absolutely, you know, just taken up right now on fire. Hayden and Keller, even obviously with Schmaltz going down, they haven't missed a beat the last few games. So. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely someone that I would be going after um, because, yeah, he's playing 19 minutes, like we said, with a red hot line and he's getting good shot volume out of it. So, um, yeah, not a name I'd ever think we were talking about in the <laughs> fantasy playoff season. But uh, here we are. And honestly, it's a guy that hasn't averaged more than 10 minutes in like the last three years. So I don't think we can just scoff at what he's done getting 19 minutes a night. Like you can't really uh extrapolate that when a guy's playing as little he is with as poor of quality line mates as he is i don't think he's a tremendous hockey player but it seems like he's a guy who can get the puck on net uh when afforded the opportunity and 20 minutes a night alongside hayden and keller right now should should give him that chance yeah matthias michelli might be the only other guy worth considering yep. uh he's been on a bit of a heater two goals and six five assists excuse me uh in his last six games the shot volume is really the issue here he's not going to put many pucks on net but uh, likely going to pick up a point or two, uh, you know, on occasion. So Michelli's okay at three percent own. Um, Jack McBain is has been fine as well on that line. He's since um, uh, Nick Bukestad was shipped off. Jack McBain stepped up, three goals, three assists in his last six games. Shot volume has been decent, 17, 20 minutes a night. And then yeah, Lawson Kroos is the third member of that line, and the only other guy really we're talking about here at twenty one percent, two goals, four assists in his last seven games. The shot volume has been really consistent as well. The uh, minutes have been really good. And then um, Huso Valamaki, you know, I think is like the greatest yep. um, wave wire pickup of all time in yeah. hockey. He's just been absolutely dynamite. Never really got that chance in Calgary. He's been awesome. Top power play quarterback for the Coyotes. Uh, he has got multiple assists in one, two, three, four of his last eight games. He's been awesome. Uh, playing just massive minutes, 24, 25 minutes a night. Yeah. So we saw the ghost be a dog. So why can't Valamaki? Yeah, right. like if you're if you're down, um, you know, and you need to you need some points on the weekend. Like I, you know, I'm not too proud to load up on the Coyotes here and just uh, <laughs> just hope that they just absolutely cook against the Avs. Maybe not Friday in Colorado, but the Avs going into Mullet Arena, they got to yeah. be nervous, man. Mullet Zona's been spoilers lately too. Every team that's kind of on the fringe or on the cusp or looking to move up the rankings at all just, is losing to Zona. So you don't win in Mullet Arena. It's a yeah. fact. 
Yeah, no, and uh, and to lose that means that Arizona is going to have to score at least one goal. So you might as well you might as well try to dip your hand in there. D, anything to add here on the Yotes? No, I agree. I think Valimaki is a great pickup. I'd probably go him uh, before the boy Brett Ritchie, before Lawson Kraus. Uh, if you need goals, maybe Len Kraus or Ritchie. But yeah, if you're just chasing points, like uh, Valimaki's played great, and he's certainly been the main or one of the main benefactors from this hot streak that we've seen from their top line. Yeah, they just don't really have anything else to throw back there. So might as well throw a guy who has NHL experience and uh, let him eat half the game. He's been so productive there. I would. I think it's a little disparaging to use Ovalimaki. But anyways, that is going to do it for Season 8, Episode 34 of the DFO Fantasy Podcast. Presented to you by our friends at Betway. Just let you guys know, in the first period when they had like six goals, the Panthers fans were chanting, we want 10, we want 10. They ended they up winning 9-5. to five. They didn't Aww. get 10, even after scoring six goals in like eight minutes of hockey. But anyways, thank you guys so much. Uh, as always, for tuning in, I'm Brock C. and Dylan D. Berthy, Michael Reese Bondi. We'll see you guys back here next week. Punch that ticket into the playoffs. Punch that ticket into the finals in the next couple weeks. Can't wait to win these playoffs with you guys. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 